0: Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Making Lemonade, the podcast where we talk about how we take the lemons that life gives us and all of the different flavors of lemonade that we as creatives and people make throughout our lives. This week, we are talking to a very special uh, associate of mine. Uh, His name is Colin Schiltz. Uh, you might know him as Art by Colin on Instagram. Uh, he is a Portland-based, Portland, Oregon, United States. Yes, we went over the, over the pond this time. Um, based freelance illustrator. He's a friend of the great Aaron Draplin. Uh, not sure who he is? Well, let's just get into it. Eh? He's, this is just a great, let's just let the episode talk for itself. Let's do it, guys. Advertising time ladies and gentlemen we have a couple of adverts this week um look i'm not trying to sell you anything except for the experience of wonderful locally sourced art the lost boys collective is a business i built with the help of eight of my favorite illustrators sorry nine of my favorite illustrators the lost boys are all australian based and some of the best up-and-comers in the illustration game here in Oz. Our members consist of the illustrious Jackson Caspers, who has been on the podcast here before, the freakishly gorgeous Austin Mangler, the King of the Inks Camilo Pietro Pietrantonio, aka Instacam, one half of the Mumble Boys, Rui Magarico, aka Red Unit Inc., the D&D artisan himself, Will Lehman, the head destroyer Paldo Walls, the Neo Knight Keith Stanley, AKA Blank Canvas Designs, and of course the former host of Draw It Out and the co-host of Bad Casting, the King of the Portrait, Matt Combs, and myself, the Lemonade Maker, Jordan Morpeth Art. You can find all that the Lost Boys are doing at our home base Instagram, at the Lost Boys Collective. I want to thank you all. I thank all of the Lost Boys, as this podcast is brought to you by The Lost Boys Co. From all the Lost Boys, thanks for your support. and Stay tuned to our Instagram, as we have plenty of new dope art to come. This episode is also brought to you by Zufia's new single, You Got Me. Um, Newcomer electronic pop duo Zufia releases their evocative debut single today. You Got Me, via all music streaming services. Co-written by the duo producer-songwriter Diaz and singer-songwriter Mears, the track blends together hypnotic electronic beats and creative vocal sampling behind Mears's in irresistibly soulful vocals. You Got Me explores the struggles of a stifled relationship lacking in communication and the inevitable explosive and emotional... End results. Mia says about the tracks, inspiration, it's about that exact moment where you've held back your feelings for so long, taken to the absolute brink and your body just can't hold back anymore. Having connected via music app Vampa back in December 2018, the pair bonded immediately and have been hard at work experimenting extensively with vocals and production influenced by the unique sounds of Major, Laser, Sia, Chainsmokers, Odessa, and Odessa. The new single You Got Me is a combination of that effort with the duo continuing their efforts as they prepare to launch their debut EP later this year. We're both incredibly proud of this new single. It's a unique sound with a message that resonates with all of us, says Diaz. But this is just the beginning. We're working on some exciting stuff now, and we can't wait for everyone to hear it later this year. For more information, promo request, or to arrange an interview, contact Zufia, X-U-F-I-I-A, at gmail.com. This episode is also brought to you by The Lemonade Stand. The Lemonade Stand is a business that keeps all of my work together in one place. The Lemonade Stand is an online and offline tree that Jordan Warpath art and Making Lemonade branch off of you can find the Lemonade Stand online in less than a month where I'll be selling all Making Lemonade affiliate products and all of Jordan art prints and products. I will also be setting up the Lemonade Stand at a few different comic book conventions this year, the first being Comic Gong this Saturday, May 11th at the Wollongong Town Hall from 10am till 4pm. You can then find the lemonade stand at Sydney Supernova in June from the 21st to the 23rd at the Dome in Sydney Showground at Sydney Olympic Park. So come on down, get yourself a 50 cent glass of lemonade and some wonderful prints um, from Jordan Morpethite. Thank you for listening to Making Lemonade on the Lemonade Stand Network. Sublime, it's enjoyable to know you and the concubines. Take off your coats, ladies act like Sit down. Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to another episode of Making Lemonade Today we have a very, very interesting guest um, Someone who I've been trying to get on the podcast for quite some time And someone <laughs> who since I first heard on um, the Master of One podcast I have been a big fan of um, He is a freelance illustrator Based in portland oregon is that correct portland, mm-hmm. Oregon? Mm-hmm. yes yep. um and let's just not bury the lead his name is colin schiltz you might know him as art of colin and he has a big c logo that might be where you've seen him before right. um and yeah how hi colin how are you doing <laughs> hey good how are you doing jordan good thank you thank you so much for coming on the podcast yeah thanks for
1: having me so glad we can finally connect on this the the time the time
0: difference is a little tricky here so yeah yeah it is very tricky because it's it's late afternoon for you and early morning for me
1: right so i'm having my
0: early morning coffee and i'm sure you're having your (laughs) late afternoon scotch (laughs) yeah yeah i'm i'm having my uh, afternoon
1: coffee right now actually so cheers Uh but but i'm on my way to to beer later
0: this afternoon (laughs) (laughs) well (laughs) beer scotch it's all the same it's 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 um it's a uh, uh, yeah. The the time difference has definitely been um, tricky to kind of uh, get this going, but I'm really glad that we finally uh, finally got it going. So, well, might yeah. start with what, what are you what are you working on? What are you working on right now?
1: Oh man, um, I've got a couple client projects underway. Um, a couple of them I can't really even talk about right now, but they'll be they'll be shown pretty soon. Um, awesome. Yeah, and my biggest project at, at the moment is a uh, a commission a private commission actually well it's not really necessarily a private commission but um, I'm sure he'll be cool with like you know sharing about it and all that kind of stuff you know but mm. uh, anyway um, I'm gonna I'm able to do prints for it and it's an MCU kind of big triptych thing so basically a couple characters from the Marvel Cinematic Universe per, per frame and then all everything is going to make one big scene so um oh,
0: awesome!
1: Yeah, so it's gonna be cool, man, and and uh, yeah, it's it's a lot of work, and because I like to get into the nitty gritty of the details, you know, of the of the outfits and you know yeah. the armor and everything, and then kind of do my own spin on it too. So, uh, okay,
0: awesome. Yeah, but it's yeah. gonna be it's gonna be cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I saw the is that the um, Iron Iron Spider that you've got up on your on your Instagram.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's my, that's one down and about nine more characters to go. <laughs> oh, wow. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. There'll be a yeah, couple.
0: That's a big but, job.
1: Yeah. But it'll be cool. And, and, um, uh, the client, uh, his name is Eric. He's going to let me make prints and stuff too. Cause I, whenever I do custom commissions, I offer a couple different price points where it's like, You can do a custom commission, uh, everything from the ground up, and you and I will partner up. But then, if you want to just do like a one of one, like it's no other copies are made, it's original for you. We can Mm. do that. But then, um, and then I offer at a lower price point if I'm able to make some prints, or if I see that the job, like I can do prints for it, um, or it's a it's something that I think people will enjoy. You know, I offer the print option for a lower cost. You know what I mean? But then, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then the client and I can partner up, you know, and he can speak into the project as we go and It's been really cool oh, awesome Oh, right.
0: yeah. and so it just becomes like a collaboration piece more than more than anything
1: sure sure yeah i i um send I send over like progress points like whenever I'm done with the character or, or something I'll just you know informally shoot over a, a picture of it like on on the phone or something like that, and then whenever I'm done with the full panel, I'll send more of a proper review and um, but he's been really digging it so far. So it's been really encouraging
0: and, um, yeah. So that's been my oh, main fantastic. project.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. I've noticed, um, I've noticed you're also into the, uh, alternative movie poster, um, yeah. scene like myself. You've, how, how long have you been doing that for? Oh my gosh, man.
1: Um, for a few years now. Um, and I, I just really, I've, I've been into it for a really long time. And then, um, I worked at a church for, oh gosh, like 10 years or something like that back in my own, my old home state of Texas and, uh, Mm. great job and, um, left, left on great terms, all that kind of stuff. And my wife and I just really felt, you know, a tug to come over here and move over to Oregon and explore more, um, Uh, that uh, is available to us so with that transition i started getting more into alternative movie posters and more into fan art and everything like that too and uh so that's been cool that's been a cool
0: transition it's been it's been tough but it's been really good yeah that that yeah yeah that um that alternative movie scene is quite big over there in the states hey yeah it is it is yeah like it's the awesome. the movie poster like the screen print right yeah. yeah yeah we're we're trying to um we don't have very much going on over here in australia um yeah okay. i was just saying we're we're, try- we're we don't we have very much of the alternative uh movie poster scene over uh, here unfortunately yeah it yeah would be, it would be it would be nice to have it um but there's sure. not very much going on over here and trying to figure it out trying to get it up off the ground is uh, a very interesting venture. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I bet. I bet. Yeah. Especially if there's no, like if there's no
1: galleries or anything like that, that are Uh, kind of prominent, you know, because that's, Mm. that's kind of the deal over here is, you know, being able to get like hooked up with a gallery um, and curation and all that kind of stuff. That's when you can really, really dive into those projects. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah yeah it's um it's definitely a very interesting um like with with the uh, companies like bottleneck and and mondo and all that it sure. definitely seems to be a a direction that an illustrator can go um just as a you know as an art form as a as a specialization which is is very something is something very interesting because all of us are you know we're movie fans and we're and we love to do our versions of the characters in the first place. So if we can legitimize it, then, you know, <laughs> why not? Yeah, 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 exactly. Yep.
1: And uh, I, I love the scene. And I, as I try to get synced up with more galleries and everything, it's important to do like fan art and stuff that you really uh, just enjoy, like you're a genuine fan of. And I think people can really pick up on that um, mm-hmm. because like, the way that I've been really started things out was um, I, I uh, started doing stuff for planet pulp. It's a, it's an online gallery uh, on Instagram uh, curated by uh, okay. yeah, curated by uh, Jason Whiteell and uh, Andrew Kolb and Andrew Kolb is one of my favorite artists. And um, so I started doing work with them and just say like for, for every month there's a monthly prompt and then, um, one of them was, oh gosh, it was kind of off the wall. It was like bald, bald characters in pop culture, you know? <laughs> um, so it could be like Lex Luthor or, or whatever, you know? And, and I thought, well, maybe I'll do like RoboCop, you know? Yeah. Cause he's bald, you know, <laughs> you know, under the helmet. Yeah. And stuff. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I did that and then, um, it, it went over well and everything like that. And then, this might be a rarity, and this and this kind of it happens every once in a while too. But um, it got picked up by uh, Chronicle Collectibles, and um, I was able to do some tweaks to it. I was able to do some uh, like add the logo and everything, and it became an official poster with chronicle collectibles and orion with with robocop so that was bizarre dude <laughs> like oh, that was wow. that, yeah it's a trip you know and it's kind of a rare deal but um point being just make stuff because you want to make it and you know keep connecting with people keep being cool with people and you know good
0: stuff's gonna happen you know yeah wow that's awesome that it became an official so was that a that was a licensed poster then by that yeah yeah the RoboCup. it became a
1: licensed poster yeah pretty wow, cool that's
0: awesome that's yeah. the dream man
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's cool and and it hopefully hopefully it leads to more you know hopefully leads to more
0: posters and and all that stuff too and so yeah ah yeah that's awesome that's that's and that's the thing there's so much there's so much opportunity for that online and and without social media you know life is just changed for artists right freelancing is just a whole different game with things like linkedin and instagram and, and twitter and all that it's just it's changing the world it's changing yeah. the way that we and i mean so when you went so you're full-time freelance now is that correct that's correct yeah man so what what what, what um what helped you make that decision and that and that um you know uh transition to freelance sure the, the transition um Man, it it was
1: not an easy decision and it was mm. but it was something that I felt like I wanted to do and and again like my wife and I really wanted to move and um I um I'm going to I'm going to be straight I'm a faith-based dude and I believe mm. that I want God to be at the center of everything that I do and I believe like when you follow him the best is yet to come. So we believe that um uh, this was a dream that was given to us, you know, by him like to be able to go to Oregon and, and see more of what's happening over here and, and part of it is um, like the freelance deal and the part of it is I want to be able to go out into the pop culture sphere or, you know, serve clients that aren't necessarily pop culture and um, just share share love, you know and uh, reflect excellence and, and all that, so that's part of the dream. And so circling back to your question, it was just like a uh, – it wasn't an easy decision. But and like I said, I worked at the church for 10 years, and it was something that I needed to process through. It was something I talked to my guys with. you know, it was just like, man, this is something I'm feeling like we should be doing. And uh, so we transitioned out, and uh, I had a, uh, a guy that went to the church too who's an author. His name is Chuck. And uh, Chuck Mm -hmm. Mefford, he's he's really awesome uh, speaker on marketing, and he wanted me to design a book for him. And so uh, you can see on my website um, that there are a bunch of illustrations that I've done for his book. And so that was my first big freelance gig, you know, back in January 2018. And then, uh, yeah, and then I moved on from there and picked up, you know, a couple more jobs here and there.
0: And been kind of rolling with it ever since, man. Oh, fantastic, man! That's awesome. Um, cool. Yeah, I look, look. I completely understand the faith thing. I'm not a man of faith, but I'm a man of uh, of spirituality. And you you can't help but understand. There's there's this. I understand that yearning, that pull. There's this sure. pull that is just sending you in a direction that's so. It's it's hard to explain. Like whether it's you know whether it's God or whether it's the universe or whatever you may you may believe as an individual, I don't want to segregate any of my audience here or anyone in particular. Yeah, I think we're all yeah, unique yeah. and different and everyone's got their beliefs. And I yeah. think I, I, I definitely have felt that recent. I've, I've felt that recently as well. I have felt that kind of pull and that yearning towards, you mm-hmm. know, this is what I've always been. This is the direction I've always been headed in. So uh,
1: yeah. why
0: not, you know, um, why not freelance? Why not get into, you know, trying to build, build an audience and build connections and, you know, mm-hmm. stop messing around with, um, having, you know, little bits and pieces here and actually really just sink my teeth into it. And
1: yeah, that's, right. that's, that's
0: fantastic, man. That's so awesome. Cool. I wanted to ask you about your, I wanted to ask you about your style, man. Um, so is, oh, awesome. is this hand illustrated? It's yeah, it's hand illustrated,
1: but basically on the computer with a mouse and keyboard. <laughs> and, uh, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, in Illustrator, yeah, and then move everything over to Photoshop for
0: textures. Ah, uh, right. So, what's yeah. the process you kind of take? So, for instance, your I was looking at this morning your uh, Michael Keaton Batman piece. Yep. So mm-hmm. it looks it's it's definitely got Michael Keaton's likeness. Right. Or even your Fight Club one as well. It's got the it's mm-hmm. got their likenesses. How do you how do you kind of start by getting that likeness and start by and then move on from that?
1: Yeah. So basically, I'll grab a couple of reference images and um, get them together, and then I can do like a oh, just basically I, like a light uh, carving over of the of the main shapes of the face. And then once okay. I do that, and then once I do that, I pull and push all of the shapes that I want it to be in the way that I want it to be, um, freehand. And then I'm, and then just to make sure that it still looks like the person. And then, um, real, because I, I, it's important to me that the na- the likeness is nailed, you know. And so, like, I want to be able to take that and then move that over to Photoshop once I'm satisfied with with the tonalities and with the shapes and everything like that, uh, that I've, that I've drawn and then take that over to Photoshop. And then I use brushes, um, kind of like the airbrush technique or whatever to smooth over everything freehand. to where everything comes alive, um, over there, you know, that's where Photoshop is, is like the main, the main thing for me. Oh, the funnest part for me anyway, <laughs> with I all that. Yeah. You yeah. know,
0: okay. so that's awesome. Oh, I would have thought it was vector. I would have thought it was it um, done in yeah. Illustrator. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's all
1: it's all vector. Mm-hmm. And the reason I start in Illustrator is because I want those vector shapes, and then I can stretch them out, you know, in Photoshop, and they won't, you know, they won't break the resolution or anything. And then I, uh, I take it. Yeah, I take it layer by layer, and then um, move it over, and and then I can I can handle every single layer cuz sometimes you can you can merge you, you can move over everything automatically to photoshop but then it basically merges your layers so if it, if there's anybody out there that's listening that has a better idea than moving everything over one at a time I'm totally okay <laughs> with that
0: <laughs> cuz that is the drag part of the process for me but uh, yeah there's always that one part of the process that's just uh, finicky and 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 time-consuming, but oh, that's awesome! It's it's such a distinct style. That's why I was so drawn. Like, I mean, I I heard you on 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 M of One, um, that episode with Andrew, and I went straight into your Instagram and just just the way you guys were chatting about it, and it just it struck me as so distinct and so different. Like, it's it's hard. There's so many artists out there, and you know, with with the um, invent of, of the internet, everyone's just, you know, everything and everyone's coming out of the woodworks and it's, um, you know, it's, it's hard to find the, the very, the very different and the the new styles that are coming out. And I was just so impressed by your style and by everything Uh. that you were doing. I mean, just when I saw that, when you, when you put that fight, like, it seems you've got multiple styles. Like, for instance, your Matrix poster and this, mm-hmm. you know, this Marvel one you're working on is a mm-hmm. very distinct style. But then you go to like your your um, more portrait esque mm-hmm. uh, posters, like yeah. your Batman or your um, Fight Club or something like that. And yeah. it starts to the style is still there, but there's you know you you've been able to create multiple styles within this limit and and cool. there's something about limitations and limiting yourself uh to a certain process that can sure. just actually give you so much freedom i mean have you kind yeah, of experienced that. that oh yeah
1: absolutely man That you hit the nail on the head on uh, for sure because um it's it's important to really hone in your style and i started um figure drawing and everything in college and, and um, you know, when I go to the face and when I do all that stuff, it's already angular as it is, you know, if you notice in my work, it's there's a lot of sharp lines and I always like the clean like geometry. I've always been attracted to that. And, um, and so that's already just been my natural hand drawn, you know, the way that I go. And so it was a natural Perfect. transition into that by, by, by doing that vector in in uh, Illustrator, but then, yeah, you're right. The the matrix is a little bit different in the portraiture. I always want to nail the likenesses and everything, but it's definitely more stylized, and it's definitely more you know got its own thing. So if you notice, like, okay, so I did the matrix piece, I did that first, and then I went over to Fight Club, and then I did the portraits and everything the way I want to do. And then I have that that um, illustration of Jack running with the Project Mayhem files, you know, and, yeah. and so that's more in the style of like the Matrix or this uh, this other thing that I'm doing. So I wanted to kind of blend both worlds, you know what I mean? Uh, um, okay, yeah, so yeah, that's kind of how I wanted to do approach that particular poster, you know. So, um, and then there's another way that I go about doing things is my compliment series, which is just all geometric shapes and basically in a collage style with pantones and, and all that, that, that create characters, you know? Uh, So that's just moving things or that's just moving shapes around and, and trying to come up with a face and all that, you know? So it's a different exercise.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it's very important to kind of branch out your style and to, to, um, you know, do multiple uh, and be a little bit versatile, especially as an illustrator, because, you know, you may have a comic book style or you may have a poster style that Mm -hmm. works for posters, but you, but if someone comes to you and says they want a book cover, they won't necessarily want, you know, your, your poster style on the book cover. So, and you're, you're allowing yourself a lot more freedom for work and a lot more, um, uh yeah very vari- variations and uh, sure. variability for for that work so that you can sure. get uh, get different work yeah um yeah. how how do you how do you kind of go about getting work over there in the states it must be very different to what it is here to what yeah. it is here in Australia Sure yeah it
1: it's uh well I like what you were saying about the different styles and the, uh, attracting clients and everything too. Like it's, yeah, it is important to, to have different styles and everything. Like I look at, um, Don Clark from invisible creature and I look at Mike yeah, Mitchell yeah. and like those guys, they have a style, but then they branch out a lot. I mean, Mike, his illustration style, you can tell it's him, but he's got a bunch of different series you know, he's got portraits and then he's got his birds and then he's got his food dudes. And, and there's, um, so I'm inspired by that to try different series, you know, and then Don Uh Clark, I like, he's also a graphic designer. And so he does album packaging and everything too. And so he's real versatile in that. And I think my graphic design style is, which is a whole other realm of the freelance thing for me. Um, it's it's just it's way different, but then I want to try to make it somewhat cohesive, you know. So it's it's important to really yeah hone in hone in your style, while, while staying kind of open to open to new things. But as far as like getting work and everything, um, uh, part of it is doing personal work. I think doing personal work and professionals I've talked to in the industry and everything too. Um, part of it is. You know, doing personal work is that's like kind of your best business card, really. It's you know stuff that you're really passionate about It's going to come through in the work, and just you know keep making it happen because there is a there is a client that I'm working with right now that um, I was work I'm working with them on the on the project. Can't really talk about it, but I'm so excited mm. to share with you guys. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's like it's it's awesome but he pulled up a couple different personal projects that I had and he's like okay here's what I'm thinking for this part and this part uh, you know yeah. and and so i was like okay cool i knew exactly what he wanted you know and he and he was able to hire me basically because he's like i like your style let's translate that into this
0: project you know what i'm saying um yeah yeah i've had that a couple times too sure So that's when you can just go like which one do you like what kind of what were you looking for yeah yeah
1: so that's one of those rare occasions where a client pops up through a referral and everything it was just like oh man it's so cool and then every once in a while yeah and then every once in a while yeah you just have to you have to dig you have to go i go on a website called indeed there's a site called upwork you kind of scope around and see you know, what's available and, Hmm. but, but I don't really, I don't necessarily count on that. I've got, I got a gig working for another church in the area um, over here in Oregon uh, because they saw my Hmm. graphic design for my other job. And um, Uh that was through Indeed. And so that was picked up, you know, in the transition phase from Texas to Oregon. So um, yeah, it's just, it really depends, man. And it's important to just like stay connected with people and not just not not um connecting with professionals in the industry just because you need a connection. It's it's connect because you you know, you want friends, you want feedback, you want you want people, I don't know, to be able to be there for you. You know what I'm saying?
0: And Yeah, it's 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 not we may be working individually, but yeah, I completely understand that. Having having friends, having people who do the same thing as you in the industry is so mm-hmm. helpful. Mm-hmm. It is because then you can ask questions and you can
1: say, "Hey, what about this?" And, and, oh yeah, you know what I mean. And um, reaching reaching out to art directors and lots of illustrators. You know, they'll put out, um, "Hey, I worked with this art director for this project," and then you know, maybe send a, a nice tailored email to that art director, or you know what I mean? Um, just yeah. stuff
0: like that. So okay yeah awesome oh that's fantastic and i saw that um so speaking of your graphic design work there's another question i wanted to ask you you're Mm -hmm. a big fan of um aaron draplin correct yeah i sure am man he's great (laughs) i can tell by your style as well
1: (laughs) oh cool yeah yeah awesome he yeah he's a huge influence on me uh yeah graphic design i i love his his aesthetic and it just works really well, um, but then it's also important that I take, you know, you know, take from a bunch of different influences that I oh, enjoy. Don Don Clark and, and his graphic design, and then, um, gosh, there's there's just so many, <laughs> but, like <laughs> so many people that you can uh, be inspired by. But yeah, Draplin is definitely one of those people, and uh, yeah. so yeah, he's he's a cool dude, and he's over here in Oregon as well. And uh, not too far away, we do the same show. Um, oh, called, fantastic! Called the Portland Night Market, and he does that regularly, and I'm able to be a part of that as well. So we bump into each other, and you know, kind of shoot shoot the breeze a little bit, and then
0: get back to it. You know, so oh, pretty my, awesome. that's
1: cool, man. So yeah. he,
0: he's a, you know, you've you've made it made that connection there as well
1: sure yeah absolutely and i don't know if you saw it but i was able to do that that portrait of him um yes, i did say that yeah yeah that that was a big deal for me so if you go on the master one podcast i talk all about it you know that's yeah that was yeah. a big job <laughs> but yeah that that was something else but and
0: was and that, that was that a commission that he did he commission you to do that yeah he sure did
1: um oh, wow yeah, he, he sure did, and that that was that was crazy, um, and that uh, really has honestly changed the trajectory of how I handle portraiture, how I handle um, vector illustration from the ground up, and and everything, because uh, I I don't know if I would have been down that road if it weren't for that stretching opportunity, you know. And yeah, okay. It's like the Stan Lee portrait, you know, dedicated to him the the day after he passed away, like that. Yep. That was, I mean, another opportunity to try out portraits. And
0: I don't know. I don't know
1: if I would have gotten gotten that done if I wasn't stretched that way, you know. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. Away, man. that's awesome.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's that's um that's that's really cool. That's I I didn't realize that he commissioned you to do that. I thought you. you Oh, that's so cool! Yeah, <laughs> it yeah, be, it must he must have been a, one hell of an experience.
1: Yeah, that was
0: that was insane, dude. It really was crazy,
1: but <laughs> it was uh, it was awesome. And and so waiting to see what he does with it. But um, I mean, even so, it's it's great, great
0: experience. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, it's it's just another thing, another another tick off the bucket list. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no kidding, man. It, 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 I never would have thought,
1: but. Who knows, man? It's pretty cool. And oh, and yeah, that job, just take this for an example, like that job happened bec- basically because we moved to Portland, you know, basically right. because, well, because we moved to Oregon, because I've bumped into him a couple of times um, at different conventions and stuff in Texas, like MondoCon, um, which I'm so stoked for coming up in September. Oh, um, yeah. Like I bumped into him there a couple times and some other things he did, and he remembered me, and oh, wow, and and so it's like yeah we could chat back and forth and be cool and that's it. And then uh, there was a, a convention here in Portland, and we just moved to the area, and mm-hmm. it was called it's called Pop Up Crop, and yep. I went there, ran into him, and I had a portfolio card on hand. And I just said, hey, man, you know, here you go, you know, and just here's some of my stuff. I don't know if I've even shared anything like that with him before. And he's like, oh, cool. Can you do a portrait of me? And I was like, oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, long story short, that's just kind of how that happened. But because we moved here, I wouldn't have been able to go to that convention otherwise. You know what I'm uh, saying? Oh, dude. Yeah, exactly. So I, I think that's just, an, just one example of, you know, other cool things that happen when when you you know follow that you know follow your follow follow that that that, that tug yeah
0: yeah yeah oh that's fantastic man that's so cool cool. i didn't um i didn't realize so well you never know maybe you'll be on on that uh portrait might be on his next book cover or something gosh (laughs) that'd be fantastic (laughs) that'd be insane but
1: yeah (laughs) yeah hopefully like advertising for a big speaking di- uh, gig that he's got yeah.
0: going or something, you know. Yeah. But, like a poster or something like that. Yeah. Oh, wow, that's fantastic. So speaking cool. of so uh, I'd lo- I'd love to I co- I didn't realise there was a Mondo con and all that. Man, we're, oh, yeah. we're really lacking over here in Australia. We've got we've got, you know, maybe maybe ten cons a year and it's it's two there's only two big franchises um that run them and they're very uh. They're a little bit elitist at times. Um, I see. There's one that we call Supernova, which is our, which is like our Comic Con, like a, you know, in New York, San, San Fran kind of thing, um, <clears> San Diego <throat> Comic Con <throat> uh, equivalent. And it is very elitist. It's very, it's going very commercial, and um, they're just charging, yeah. charging us through the roof just to get one table and a couple of chairs, which oh. is kind of, kind of a little bit saddening um, because. You know, especially as artists, where they're kind of where the place where it began. Right. (laughs) Especially conventions and that, especially over here, we're keeping it. There's a very small, like in the grand scheme of it, here in Australia, we only have 25 million, 27 million people, and there's a very Mm -hmm. small group of us. We all know each other very well as illustrators over here, and that group spans across the country, and we see each other, and, and it's the same people every single year at these conventions. Um, and it's, it's, it's a very small group and we're keeping it alive. And it's kind of, I mean, not to sound entitled or anything, but it's kind of, uh, it it is getting a little bit frustrating over here because it's, it seems like a a chase for, uh, we we don't have things like pop-up crop and and Mondo con and all that kind of thing. And Mm -hmm. it's, they're going to start losing us to the, to you guys. Like we're going to start moving to the States and that and, (laughs) and, and getting those bigger, Bigger, uh, bigger audiences, and so on. If if, sure. if nothing happens about it, but um, mm-hmm. that I mean, I suppose that kind of stuff is is up to up to the community to build. Um, yeah, but it speaking is. Speaking of, I mean, we we were talking about uh, gallery shows earlier. You did the, um, if I'm not mistaken, did you do uh, the Master of One? No, sorry, not the Master of One, the Squared Co. Uh, uh, Yep. gallery exhibit just recently correct yeah the
1: dames the dame show that was uh a few that was a few months back and
0: uh that was really cool dude really really yeah, cool. yeah yeah you did the furiosa or something like that is that correct
1: yep sure yep oh, i did the man. furiosa piece and that was man just the roster on that gallery show was just so super cool oh, and yeah. i'm so grateful for jared and mark for um just looking me up and and inviting me and that was just that was an amazing experience so
0: yeah i was glad to do it yeah how did you um how did you hook up with how did they you know how did you hook up with mark and and jared
1: yeah so uh through master one really because uh, i started listening to master one first yeah. and then um i caught wind of squared Code through master of one and yeah. and then i kind of uh, they have a, had a Slack channel uh, they still have a Slack channel and Mark was on there and he liked yeah. one of my, one of my pieces, you know? And so I just kind of hit him up and asked him, I was like, Hey, you know, if, if you've ever got a gallery opportunity or something like that, I'd love to be a part of it kind of thing. You know, don't be afraid to reach out kind of deal. And, uh, sure enough, he kind of yeah. was following along for a bit and then, uh, and then he, he asked if I would want to do it. So I said, Yeah.
0: <laughs> so that's kind of how that got rolling. Fantastic! That's so awesome. Cool. Oh, okay. And have you got any any other gallery shows coming up soon?
1: Um, as far as gallery shows, I just did something oh, for Bubble Pop Gallery. I that was something I kind of stumbled upon on Instagram, really, through um, gosh, through Dave Pryor. He had a show, okay. he's, a, he's a really great artist, and um, he had a show going for like Michael Jackson or something like that. And uh, there's a bunch of things, uh, a bunch of other artists that did something. And I don't think, I'm not sure that bubble pop was a part of that, but then I, I was, my attention was drawn to that gallery, you know, through, I guess that interaction, or they might've liked something, so I checked them out. And I was like, oh, they're, they're cool. They're, they're doing some pop culture work over there in Los Angeles. So I, I just you know shot an email that said hey would love to be part of what you're up to and, and they're like yeah I love your work if you want to submit go ahead you know and so we made something happen for that for the video game mm. art show and that was my most recent uh, gallery gig um, and I'm still I'm still connected with Hero Complex Gallery they're another alternative movie poster uh, gallery based out of California and they are awesome dudes and i'm really great that's okay. the fight club and the matrix that's what they're those are for <laughs> and so we've got we've got something like you know uh, a couple a couple things in talks but haven't really started yet i'm i'm still in the middle of this I, I don't even say i'm in the messy middle of this mcu project yet man because i've got a long way to go but it's gonna be cool. So, um, yeah. When I'm done with this, I, I'll, you know, try to
0: reach out to more galleries
1: and stuff. So, yeah, and
0: try, try and get more. Yeah. Well, that's the thing that, and the interesting thing about freelancing that that I have only learned recently is you've got to build your build your business model off multiple different uh, streams of revenue, multiple different streams of, you know, multiple different connections. Mm-hmm. It's not it's not a your regular you know nine to five where you just you just sit down every day, draw something, and then you get it. You cash a paycheck and keep going. There's a lot. If you want to be a freelancer, there's a lot to it, but it's definitely worth it once you once you wrap your head around it.
1: Right. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm you, still I'm still, still trying to get used to
0: it. in any the country. There's, there's a. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you and me both, my friend. There's there's, <laughs> there's ups and downs, and there's there's plenty. There's plenty you could be doing, but there's also a lot that you should be doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, man. And, uh, I think it. it... Go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. Go no, ahead. I was. I was just gonna say oh. that. It, yeah, it's
1: it ebbs it ebbs and flows, man. And uh, sometimes I find myself being really busy, and I've got a couple of different projects that I'm juggling, and then you know a couple of plates spinning mm-hmm. at one time. And then there's once those wrap up it's like, okay, now we got to look for something else, you know, or, um, and so what's important too, is whenever you're kind of finding yourself nearing the end of a project, get your feelers out there and, you know, kind of start making connections and shooting emails and, and all that too. So, you know, as you bet, hopefully another something comes in the inbox, but if something doesn't come in the inbox right away, you know, don't give up, you know, don't, don't give up. Don't quit. Keep doing personal work. Spice up your portfolio. Make sure your website's up to date. Make sure everything's spelled correctly. <laughs> <laughs> I just went over on my website and <laughs> I read a description of something. I was like, oh my God, this this uh, uh, this doesn't read right. And it's been like this for a long time. I'm like, oh my gosh. So I went and edited it oh, real quick. No. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> just <laughs> always maintain your website and I don't know, because that's like the main hub of what you're doing, you know? So
0: um, Yeah. yeah. Oh, so, I, it, it's, I'm just laughing because I got an email about a month ago from someone who was looking at my website that told me something wasn't spelt properly. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I've, had the, I've, I've had the same issue before. <laughs> sure. I know exactly like, what you mean. you got to keep on top of that stuff. <laughs> yep. That's right. That's right yeah man it's fantastic um well so how long have we been talking we've been talking for a while now um so i think the next question i have is and the one thing i like to ask because we are here talking about creative philosophy so a lot of what i do here on the podcast is i like to um i i do a lot of thinking and a lot of uh research into you know spirituality and 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 philosophy itself and, and um, how I can apply that to uh, my career, my life in general. And I have a big philosophy here. Uh, you know, the, the the biggest philosophy I'm kind of preaching, uh, for lack of a better word now, is, you know, there's uh, there's no courage without vulnerability. And I think creatives are some of the most vulnerable uh, people out there because we, we have to put something out if, if you want to achieve uh in the creative field you have to put something out uh you know almost every single day especially with the uh with social media and you have to be vulnerable and you have to be i mean i suppose what i'm getting at is what is your creative philosophy what is it that keeps you going what, what is it that you know, what does art mean to you? I suppose it's multiple questions. So the, so the question was, we'll, we'll get back to it. Um, uh, what's your philosophy?
1: What's my philosophy on, on uh, creativity and art? Um, yes. Gosh, I don't know. That is such a good question. That's a deep question. Uh, for <laughs> me, for me personally, um, I just believe that's something that I've been wired to do and something that I've been called to do. And something that I could um, help people out with basically by serving clients and helping basically helping make their dreams a reality, too, because they have visions and they're looking for guys like us to to help bring those to fruition, you know, through Mm -hmm. an illustration, through a logo, all that. So as a service, I think that's really important because we're given these gifts and it's it's important to steward them and it's important to give them away in that regard. You know what I mean? And while yeah. still being a, a creative professional, and and uh, yeah, and and just as a means of expressions to uh, expression too, and I think that's super important. And um, my kind of mantra that I go by is, "I'm created to create." And um, so I that's basically that in a nutshell. You know, I want to make life giving art that lifts people up, that serves people, that brings people joy. And I think that's the power of art, you know, also, I mean, on the flip side, the power of art can bring a bunch of negativity um, and Mm. it can bring a bunch of different kinds of emotions and it can bring, you know, anger and frustration and, and all that to sadness, but that's just not me, you know, and that's just not something that I want to convey and I'm not downplaying that or anything like that. Everybody has the right to, Um, express themselves in that regard. But for me personally, I want to do something that that really is um, something that lifts people up. And and so I try to do that through everything that I do. Um, And as far as, gosh, freelance and, and doing creative work and everything too, I've got a little sticky note that I've kept with me from all the way from texas were my old my old uh gig at the church and uh, it was it was super it, it struck me it was just written down in a sticky note i was like man i'm just gonna you know they weren't using it i'm like i'm gonna grab it because it was super it struck me and so bear with me check this out i think this is really cool so nice. basically um envision a triangle just a three-sided regular triangle and yep. um on one side it, it says gifts and what are you gifted at and then the other side says passions like what are you passionate about and mm-hmm. then and then the other side says opportunities and like what opportunities are in front of you and then right in the middle where all those things interweave is basically the sweet spot that's where you want to be and that's and that's basically like the flow state you know is, is um is where I'm doing work that I'm that I'm good at, that I'm gifted at, that I'm called to do. It's something that I'm passionate about. It's something that I really want to create and it's close to my heart. And then there's opportunities where it's like you're getting to serve a client, you're getting to help make their dreams a reality, you're getting to help provide for your family. It's something um, that will hopefully lead to other opportunities. That's basically where you want to be. That's the sweet yeah. spot. That's, that's where I think that's my favorite uh, place to be because sometimes they don't all line up, you know, sometimes um, you have a couple of those, but maybe not the third one, you know, and that's, and that's okay. You know, not every project is going to be like that, but whenever I'm, I'm doing artwork, I want to land in the sweet spot. You know what Uh, I'm saying? Yeah, definitely. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That it's like that. um, Yeah. It kind of reminds me of, you know, when you do, uh, you see the diagrams of the the circles of, you know, you put three circles. It's a very similar thing. You put three circles sure. and right in the center of those three circles is that sweet spot. That's yeah, fantastic. exactly. I love that. For sure. Awesome. Yeah, that's I it, love, man. I love that mantra as well. I'm created to create. I'm, I think you've just named the podcast for the week. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's very cool. I love that, man. Honored. We'll, we'll, we'll use that as the subtitle. But, yeah, oh, that's fantastic. Right. So are you... Are you? Do you have kids? Are you a family man? You're married, correct?
1: I'm married. Yeah, my wife and I've been married for um, we just uh, just went on seven years, and um, wow. but we don't have any kids yet. Um, we're we're not quite there yet, uh, but we would love a dog. I really want a dog. <laughs> <laughs> I guess
0: that's the that's the first step, you know. <laughs> but
1: uh, yeah, but we will see what happens down the road
0: you know oh well of course man and that's and and you know what and the in my experience i have a daughter of my own and okay uh, she i mean i just when i just ran in to to fix up the internet uh she got mad at me because i ran out of the room (laughs) (laughs) it just it just reminds me every time that you know and she's you know she's only nine months old and it just reminds me every time that's why i that's why i create you know i create to like you said sure. provide for your family and there's this gift and i really loved what you said about you know you've you've got this gift that you need to share with others i have a very strong uh, feeling about when you like uh, one of my things is art is i say this a lot on the podcast as well is, is art is created for an audience art mm-hmm. is created for others um, mm-hmm. you, you've never seen anyone like point to me, point in the direction of someone who created only for themselves, right. and I'll show you someone who's not really, not really an artist in my opinion. Like I, I don't think creating for the individual or creating for self is 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 the way that artists should go because art is is made to share art is made to yeah. to to express and to make others feel something as well yeah. and if that's make them feel what you feel and like you said some people like to be controversial they like mm-hmm. to make things that are you know can be can come off as negative to some people but you know mm-hmm. very profound and powerful to others um, yeah. but i think when you're in the fan art game you just—we're just trying to get nostalgia back. We're just trying to make people oh, yeah. remember their childhood and just be happy. <laughs> yeah. You
1: it, yeah, yeah, you nailed it, man. Yeah, you—you nailed it, and that for me is my absolute favorite feeling um, when it comes to pop culture work. It's—it's it's stuff that I just want to be able to hit that nostalgia uh, vibe with the work. You know, some oh, stuff yeah. is. Some stuff is more contemporary, like the MCU and everything. But then, um, with such powerful films that have come out, it's I want that emotional connection. But then, when you're looking, and that'll that'll happen. But then, um, or maybe maybe not. But who knows? But hopefully, hopefully that'll happen. But then mm. you look back on, just say like the Batman poster or something. Of man, I remember watching that when I was a kid. And the coolest thing is like at shows and everything to be able to talk with people about that, to yeah. be able to see their face and be like, oh man, I remember that. And you know, that makes me feel this and, and, uh, in a, in a positive, like forget their troubles for a minute kind of way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah.
0: So, yeah. And you, you help them feel that, feel what they, but just go back to being a kid, even if it's for five right. seconds. Yeah. I,
1: mean, I love That's when
0: it. I go, I, I have a power Rangers, a red Ranger piece that I do, And I love mm-hmm. when I have kids I have kids, like eight-year-old kids come up to yeah. me and go, oh, that's my favourite character. Like, how is <laughs> that your, ah, oh, because Power Rangers is now on Netflix and the and the dads who are my sure. age are all showing their kids Power Rangers and yeah. now they all know, like it's the mighty, but it's the original Red Ranger. It's not even like one of oh, the more recent ones. And, and, and these kids are like, oh, that's my favourite character. I love the you're like what how do you know how do you know know Mighty Morphin Power Rangers oh my lord yeah Yeah, it's definitely
1: it's the parents for sure (laughs) the parents you're right the nostalgia thing because yeah whenever like parents come along and they see the work and stuff and they're stoked but what's really neat is yeah when a little kid comes and says that's Batman or that's so and so Mm -hmm. or that's so and so it's like how do you know your little kid and it's like you you know you taught your kid well
0: man you know or or, uh, Yeah. yeah so that's awesome yeah. man. yeah yeah, it's, it's, it's such a great job that those shows and that are just oh, I could do a million a year. They're just so much fun to just get out in the community and and, and, and meet people who are like-minded and, and are, you know just as passionate as as anyone else about this stuff and it's oh, it's just such a wonderful I'm just so I really want to do one this weekend. It's just so exciting to do shows and that. do you do, you do many a year? Uh, I try
1: to break it down to basically one a month. There are like over here, there are a couple different shows, but they're more like craft shows and stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. So I'm kind of a, a little bit of an outsider with pop culture work. And now all the pop culture talk I, being said, I do definitely want to step into more, um, I guess, uh, a different space as far as illustration goes. I've got a couple other ideas. Still taking the same style, but then you know, doing maybe some stuff that's non-pop pop culture related, maybe more band posters, maybe more you know landscape kind of thing too. But then um, and then interjecting that into shows. Um, okay. But then, uh, yeah, I, I I try to be a part of the community through these shows as much as I can, and basically what I can do is like one a month, and because they are they are a lot of fun but they are hard oh you yeah. know um to just and they're they're kind of expensive you have to be able to put up your put up the deposit for the space and then get new prints in and and all that and then hopefully you know make it back and and then some and you know uh and then lugging in the gear we live in a third floor apartment right now so oh. lugging all the gear down the <laughs> steps and then going up the steps and then down the steps and it's just like oh, oh man it's a grind, <laughs> and I'm wiped, yeah.
0: you know, for a and, couple of days. And then on top of that, you've got to you've got to build something that you know stands out. And there's a lot of there's a lot of time taken. Yeah. you know, you don't, don't want to repeat what everybody else is doing. And
1: I mean, I right. noticed
0: you had some photos of your shows, and I noticed you you clearly have a very distinct, uh, even just a distinct style to your to your stalls as well. And that's oh yeah. I've been, really interested in recently as well
1: oh great i yeah that's that's another actually another passion of mine that's so cool that you noticed that too actually because i wanted to be like the overall part of the overall brand the overall aesthetic too is just kind of have that clean but rustic vibe with with all the like bins and everything i'm kind of uh i'm kind of a nerd when it comes to that too man like interior Uh design and, and everything and trying to uh, get ideas, you know, on Pinterest or through other creatives and stuff. Like, oh, this is cool. This would work to set up this, and so yeah, it's important to to have that too. But yeah, then you gotta. Yeah. Th- but then part of me, too, is also a little jealous of the person who could just throw up a, a big backdrop with all their work and then fold it at the end of the show and be like, well, I'm done. Put it on their arm <laughs> and then just leave. <laughs> For me, I'm like, I've got to pack the prints, put the bins away and all that kind of uh,
0: stuff. But, yeah. But uh,
1: yeah, I guess
0: pros and cons. Oh, you know. uh, yeah. I mean, I've got friends over here that do that. i got a friend who just throws the Velcro up on the, on the felt wall and puts yeah. them all up and, and that's it. It's just the art talks for itself. But sometimes, sure. but the I'm the same. I'm trying to build a very, it's actually, I didn't even realize that until this morning. I'm doing the very similar to you is building like a rustic feel, just a, yeah. you know, very, um got a lot of wooden handmade signs and all that kind of thing mm-hmm. just to, just to stand out and to, you know, yeah. and also, I mean, where my brand is called the lemonade stand. So I want it to mm-hmm. feel like an actual lemonade. Oh, stand, that's so so good, that would yeah that was fun trying to yeah. conceptualize that and make it feel like a, a child's lemonade stand but That's something cool. a little bit more professional feeling and and you know stuff like that so yeah but yeah it's, it. it's it's definitely something i recommend people people really try to build because it's, it's a lot of fun like it's a lot of it's a, yeah, it's it's a real passion even that side of the that yeah. side of the design and and and, and feeling and yeah. Ah, uh, well, thank you so right. much, my friend. Um, yeah. I, I have you got anything you'd like to plug? Anything you know coming up or websites? Um, yeah, anything sure. Like um, yeah, I've got I've got a pretty
1: great show coming up that I'm hopefully is going to be a lot of fun. It's sure to be. It's called. It's actually called the Geek Craft Show here in Portland, and, and it looks it's more like a. Uh, uh, Kind of a curated art show and back with what you were saying about like high um high costs and everything it's it's basically free to the public and it's and it's curated to where you know they pick you know pop culture artists from the area and it's you know one of a kind kind of craft stuff so uh, it's yeah, all classic. about the art all about the connection with people and i'm excited to connect with that so that's coming up um but yeah anybody reach uh, listening can reach me at uh, Art by Colin, uh, with two L's, artbycolin.com. You can mm-hmm. uh, you can reach out, and contact me. You can email me at Art at gmail.com. Uh, if you've if you got a project or something like that, we can chat about. Or um, you know, just hit me up on Instagram at Art by Colin with two L's and uh, follow progress on this behemoth MCU project I got going <laughs> right now. <laughs> and uh, and what else is coming up? So yeah, that. Those are the main spots man. So
0: Fantastic. I appreciate that. Fantastic. I'll put all I'll put all that in the in the episode notes for you as well. And awesome. before I let you go my friend, we we do a thing here on making lemonade where where I I love music. I love love music. I always put new music on this podcast and anything that I love any any songs I'm listening to. So what what first of all I need two songs. So what is your favorite band? Uh, yeah, and what is the song you're listening to right now that you can't get out of your head? Oh my gosh, dude, that's such a <laughs> that is such a good question.
1: I <laughs> because I'm a music fanatic. I've been I uh, ah. I, I play drums for a long time too, drummers. So um, I love anything with like a lot of great drums in it. Uh, and my my iTunes is so eclectic, so I'm all over the place, dude. But I think my uh. favorite my favorite band, um. Oh gosh, it's so hard to say. I mean, or even artist, any artist, like a year. Um. Let's see. You ever heard of uh, August Burns Red? <laughs> no, I haven't. Oh, dude. August okay. Burns Red. Okay. Yeah. So check them out. They're mm-hmm. amazing dudes. Uh, super talented. The drummer Matt Griner is off the walls, awesome, and they're <laughs> they're super heavy. Like if you. If you're in metal music they're your they're your band so august burns red and their song oh let's see I've got so many I favorites don't. from them. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> i think the, I think I'll go with the one that they were they were nominated for Grammy actually this last time um, oh really so, yeah and it, it's it's really neat um invisible enemy is a really good tune so uh check that out Invisible um, enemy mm-hmm Cool. Yeah. The whole the whole record's good, whole band, like all their stuff is sweet. But yeah. I love metal music, but again, my, my iTunes is like all over. It's Johnny Cash and Fiona Apple and um Metallica
0: and it's it's all over. But yeah. Oh man. Fantastic. Is there okay, is there a song that you can't get out of your head right now that you just continually keep listening to? Mm. Dang. I
1: don't know. I don't know if I have one. I don't know if I have one that's in my head, like stuck in my head right now. I'm
0: trying to think. Do you have a favorite Uh, song, just a favorite song that any time it comes on, you just have to get up and dance or jam to it or it'll never get old? Oh, yeah. Um, If we're
1: going to stick to metal or like like the heavy music, I love Hardwired to Self-Destruct, one of – metallica's newest songs and then that song is incredible and it's so cool to see those guys they're like you know all older dudes now but they just <laughs> they still shred like nobody's been. so i love hardwire to self-destruct that's one of my favorite songs and there's another band there's a metal band called uh fit for a king and what's their song what's it called oh shoot 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 I'm scanning I'm scanning my brain right now for it. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Um, why can't I think of it? Sorry, you can edit this out. <laughs> That's all right.
0: No, no, no. Good.
1: But, yeah, I don't know, dude. Like, Fit for King <laughs> is really
0: good. Fit for a and, King, all right. Fantastic, mm-hmm. man. Awesome. All right, well, thank you so much. I'm so glad I finally got you on the podcast. You've inspired me to go and look into the alternative um movie i just i really want to get into that scene and i really want to i just love everything that's going on there in the alternative movie scene movie poster scene and just it's just so it's such an it's it almost feels like it's an old old uh industry just being revamped by new and younger illustrators and it's something that i'm so just so want to bring over here and and bring it make it international and bring it Bring it to to our um, to our audience over here. It's, oh, yeah. it's, I'm I'm so impressed by everything you guys are doing over there. That's so and, cool, man. Oh man, it's just so awesome. And uh, but seriously, man, I just I love your work so much, and I'm so impressed by your style. It's so distinct, and I can tell. I can tell. I mean, I was just having a look then, and I forgot even that um, Iron Giant, Superman. Oh party. yeah, oh. yeah. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh funny. thanks
1: man that's that's so cool man thank and I really appreciate the kind words and and you're a really sharp guy and I and really a kind-hearted person and I appreciate you being you know uh, patient and willing to uh, work with me on the time zone and, and get uh-huh. me in here and and uh, just for following along and man I'm so I'm so grateful for you and uh, your heart for for the art community and all you're doing so keep it going oh uh-huh. Thank you, and and uh, I remember the name of the song. The song is called "Tower of Pain" by Fit for a King, and it's like the heaviest thing ever. But it's it's super good, and yeah, check that out if you like Tower heavy.
0: Tower of Pain. Yeah. Pain <laughs> pain. yeah. <laughs> yeah awesome. It good. Yeah, I'm actually about to start work on. Um, I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about it, but I've got a um, got something in the works that's that's heavy metal that um, a friend of mine has got me got me helping him out on so i might need a bit of inspiration so I'll, I'll i'll even have a listen to those songs and just have a might even hit you up for some more if i um if yeah. i find myself going down that rabbit hole because i haven't gone down that rabbit hole in years i'm a i'm a, I'm a hip-hop dude and i mean i love oh, music yeah. in general but um, yeah i love
1: hip-hop i love hip-hop i listen to that, that a lot and i listen to um yeah Derek Minor and Andy Minio and and NF and there's some really great stuff and I like old school uh the old stuff man like 90s hip-hop and um I'm all about it again I'm a drummer too so I, I just love like great great beats great rhythm stuff to help yeah you yeah, yeah so, man <laughs> yeah, so,
0: <laughs> yeah. So, I yeah, love it beat.
1: yeah yeah
0: what would what what's your what what's your uh go-to 90s hip-hop then
1: Oh, I like, uh, a tribe called quest and I like, oh um, yeah, I like them a lot. And whenever I hear them, uh, it's, it's just always really cool. And, and it's cool because I can see how they've inspired, you know, other bands that I've been into, like rage against the machine where yep. they where their hip hop influence and everything. And, uh, it is there, it's evident. So yeah, bands like that, I don't know, like, there's a, there's a few. What about you? What's your,
0: What's your favorite? Um, I'm a big uh, as far as nineties hip hop goes. I'm a big Nas fan. I love mm-hmm. Nas. I think he's just an absolute, um, just the king. I do love some of that early Jay Z as well. Right. Uh, and yeah, Tribe Called Quest is is just when I first heard them, it just blew my mind the way <laughs> they and Wu Tang. Oh, dude. I'm yeah. Just the, The biggest Wu Tang Clan fan. I love everything they do. I love. um, Where did I first find? I just one day I just picked up, but years ago, back when CDs were a thing, I just picked up uh, their first album, the the Thirty Six Chambers, and oh, it just changed my life. It just changed (laughs) everything. Just that Kung Fu style, that uh, everything. Every track on that album, I just go back to, and it just it puts me in this state of uh fight just just get shit done and and and, yep. and um oh it's just fantastic and then on top of that i mean i'm listening to a lot. i'm a big eminem fan i love right. logic uh mm-hmm. have you heard have you heard join lucas join lucas mm-hmm. just put out a new album and he's got some fantastic stuff he's he's a great and you know he just started doing stuff with logic and eminem and those i just love lyricism Lyricism's my thing i really love something that you know, you have to listen to the way you have to watch a Star Wars movie, just over and over and over, sure. and over until you yep. find something new every single time you listen to it. That's right. That's
1: very true, man. That's that's a great recommendation. I'll have to look into some of them too, man. That's cool. Yeah, man.
0: Yeah, Logic has a new a new album out recently, and so does Joanna. Lu- I think Joanna Lucas is coming out soon. Um, and they're just yeah. There's there's a great song on um i think i actually had it on last week's podcast it's by Jonah lucas called devil's work Mm -hmm. and it's this great it's just this great track about how he feels about where the world is going and how um how he feels about how he thinks a lot of the good die young and a a lot of good uh you know it's a tribute to a lot of hip-hop and a lot of uh, yep. The black community, who were yep. good people, who passed away, and mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of a conversation with God that he has, yeah, about um, how he thinks, you know, too many people are, are taken away, and and how he thinks, you know, the kind of the the African American community has been treated recently. In right, you know. that's good. Yeah. That's an important message, man. Oh, uh, yeah, it's fantastic. It's such. A, it just struck me. when I first heard it. I actually, believe it or not, I actually just i teared up a little bit when i first listened sure. to the song and that's that's very rare for me to uh over music i mean i teared up in avengers endgame but so did the rest of the Well, oh, <laughs> yeah oh my gosh that was a mess <laughs> of that movie, dude. oh man <laughs> <laughs> i was spent a, a whole nother hour talking about that no i yeah absolutely i really <laughs> oh,
1: no, well that's, that's good man fantastic. that's
0: good yeah well, thank you. Seriously, uh, it was so worth the wait, and thank you so much for you know your appreciation and, and your gratitude. And you you are just by just from talking to you to, to you today and over this last couple of months since we first started chatting, you are just a genuine, just genuine creative, a genuine guy. Um, just so so, you seem to be just so grateful for everything that comes your way and everything that you do, and that's really something that. I admire and i i i've been trying to work on in my own personal life and you know you you seem like you you wear your heart on your sleeve and and life is life is good for you and you're just positive and happy and and grateful and and i and i just love chatting to people who are spiritual and and have this understanding of you know there's more more to more to us and we're all we're all one one be one community, one consciousness is is something that I really, really try to get people to understand. Because once you once you realise that, you start to realise that you know the self is not as important as as the community, and, and you know, and even if that's just being creative or if that's just being you know, just helping out in any way you can fantastic and I'm so so grateful to finally have sat down and had a chat with you man it's it's awesome oh man I'm I appreciate all of that thank you so much <laughs> thank you my friend and um, that's that's all that's all folks <laughs> alright thank, thank you so much for more thank you thank you Colin, for coming on holy shit How great was that episode, guys? Oh my God, Colin is just one of the best people I've ever spoken to in my life. That was just one of the best interviews I've ever had, one of the best episodes I've ever had. Oh my God, I didn't expect that to be so good. Seriously, that was just absolutely wonderful. Such great content there, great advice, great stuff we were talking about. Just a down-to-earth, genuine dude, and he really seems passionate about what he does. Guys, if you would like... Uh, to see any of Colin's work, please go to his Instagram at uh, art by Colin. the The information, the links, all of his links are in the episode notes below. Seriously, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. I love you all, all of my weirdos. I love you so much. If you want any more information on Colin or myself, please go uh, down to the description below. You can find Colin's links as I said, and you can contact me on Instagram at jordan morpeth art you can also find making lemonade on instagram at make lemonade podcast that's at make lemonade podcast and at jordan morpeth art i'm also on twitter as jordan morpeth Um, And you can find me on Facebook, Jordan Morpathart, YouTube me, all that stuff. Uh, If you would like to support the podcast, please just take a screenshot of the episode and, and, and share it on your stories on Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, or wherever you socialize in the World Wide Web. Also, you can leave a review on iTunes. That would be much appreciated. Thank you all, my weirdos. Again, I love you, you weirdos, so much. I have been your host. And as always, guys... Stay weird. I have the high ground, Anakin.